right, wall fans, welcome to, as always, another exciting edition of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and this is episode 21. That's right, we had a bit of a banner episode last week with episode 20, just a nice round number. So here we are at episode 21, and let's get well, a little bit of housekeeping. Before I even get into the opening and the usual social plugs and, and all that good stuff that we do every week, we did a little little Facebook Live for the last episode. Facebook Live last week, uh, and it kind of kind of it was great, but it also kind of mucked things up a little bit. It 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 just did, it, and and it was great for the audience watching on Facebook. Probably not so great for those of you listening strictly to the podcast. So moving forward, what we're gonna do? We're, I still like that interaction. I still like being able to to reach more people uh, via social media and everything. So what we're gonna do is we're only gonna have one or two interactive episodes a month. So like two, one to two out of four uh, episodes a month, we're gonna do fully interactive. For the other episodes, uh, what I'm gonna do, and I've got everything set up right now. Uh, I'm gonna click. To go live here, uh, like partway through the podcast. But w- what I'm going to do then is not engage everyone like I, very much like I did last week. Uh, but then just kind of let everyone get a little sneak peek into that week's episode, uh, whatever week it might be, whatever episode number it might be. So prepare yourselves for that. For those of you that are only listening, uh, we're going to go live probably around like the music segment of the show um so so things might be a little wonky but we there will not be as much interaction as the previous episode so kicking things off as usual you can follow go tell it to the wall on all of your favorite social plat social media platforms not all of them but on facebook at facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall as well as on twitter at tell the wall pod uh and of course you can follow my personal Twitter, uh, which is Magic Muppet at Magic Muppet. So check that stuff out as well. We are still working uh, on the website and getting content up on YouTube. We'll do some more, uh, you know, promoting of, of that good stuff kind of as, as things are moving along. So stay tuned for that stuff. Uh, I do have an update from a previous episode. I think it was two episodes ago where I talked about the motorcycle dad who had his, his infant son, I believe it was three months old, riding around on the gas tank of his motorcycle as he was driving down the highway in Texas. Uh, Texas has nothing to do with this. This just happened to be where it was happening, uh, was in Texas. Well, that dad uh, did get arrested last week. So being brought to justice, which is a fantastic thing, of course, uh, because you, you shouldn't be riding around with your kid on the gas tank of your motorcycle. You know, come on, three months old, gas tank. Yeah, they got him. Uh, I'm sure he's going to be facing some some pretty serious child endangerment charges. Uh, so that should be lots of fun for him. But fortunately, uh, you know, th- that kind of stuff gets out and and, and he's going to be brought to dus- justice. Dustist? <laughs> yeah, I'm having a little bit of trouble this week. It's It's been a long week. I've, I've been in the process of, of redoing our, like all of the outside of our yard, we have like a big entertaining area, and and I actually have a bridal shower that's going to be coming to, uh, going to be happening at my house this Saturday. So I've been trying to get everything prepared, uh, because if you've listened to the podcast before, you know we j- I just moved into this house uh, like less than six months ago, I guess, uh, and I finally got around to cleaning up everything uh, on the outside of the house. So it's, uh, I'll admit, extremely exhausted, and the usual uh, exhaustion that comes with having a seven-month-old in the house. Uh, as much as I love Zofia, she does not promote too much sleep for myself or my wife. And, of course, the most important thing, and you could potentially be listening to this episode 
on the actual day, and that is the upcoming holiday of Father's Day. So I just want to say happy Father's Day to all of you out there who are fathers, father figures, grandfathers, whatever it might be. And in particular, I do want to say a very happy Father's Day to my own father, uh, the the one and only Jack O'Rourke. Uh, and 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 just a big thank you uh, because it takes a lot uh, to be a father. And let me just let me give you a little background. And here's a little personal information on my father. My father has five kids. Five kids. He had three kids, which are my half siblings, and and then went on to to then raise myself and my sister. Uh, so he was done raising kids, and then went and just kind of did it again. You know, didn't have to, uh, and raised kids again. And it was it, it's fantastic, and I am eternally grateful uh, to my father Jack uh, for doing that because I wouldn't be who I am today without him. <laughs> In fact, it's funny because uh, my dad's not actually my biological father; he's my adoptive father. Uh, and, and it's funny because when people hang out with my father and I, they're like, man, you're just like your father. And it's like, yep, that is the argument for nurture versus nature, uh, if there ever was one. That is the argument right there. Uh, so happy Father's Day to all of you out there. I look forward to celebrating my first Father's Day uh, with, my, with my beautiful daughter, Zofia, and my beautiful wife, Diana. So we're going to move into things. Social, 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 that's right. Um, I've got a little bit of stuff this week. Not a lot but some awesome stuff. And surprisingly, with the political climate going on right now, there's still some good stuff that you can find uh, within social media, which which is just fantastic. Um, and and I've su- been super excited about that because we don't talk politics on this show, and I need content, and sometimes it's hard to find that content. But I did mention on the previous episode, Hands of Respect, Stan Lee's Hands of Respect. You can go look, Google them, look it up online. Uh, and this was the thing I mentioned where... You order a pin, and they actually send you two pins. It's a pin that that says respect and has two hands shaking hands. Uh, I talked about this on the previous episode. I have ordered mine, um, and I teased a little bit on the last episode what I'm doing for my second pin. I want to find someone who has just an incredible story of of common sense and respect and lifting each other up, lifting up other people uh, within the community. So if you have a fantastic story like that, shoot me a message on Facebook, even post it there, however you want to do it, um, and, and whoever has the best story is going to get my my second Hands of Respect pin, because I want to make sure this goes out to, to someone I know is, is kind of spreading the common sense, uh, also a fan of the show, but really just, just lifting up other people within their community, because that's the most important thing. That's the most important thing. We're here to lift each other up, not not break each other down, uh, and, and that's what we continue to promote uh, at go tell it to the wall. So I want to hear your stories. I want to hear your stories. I should have the pen like within the next week or so. So I want to hear the stories. Let me hear them. Let me hear them. Let me get rid of the second pen. I only need one. I only need one. I don't need the second one. Uh, so let me know another awesome thing that I found within social media recently, actually in the past week. And I've talked many times on this podcast before about clickbait and, and having to click through 82 different things just to read one simple article. Well, there's a group of people out there doing what I would like to call God's work, and they are the Stop Clickbait team. That's right, Stop Clickbait. Uh, you can follow them on Facebook, but it's also turned into a big hashtag, hashtag Stop Clickbait, uh, and, and people are participating just anywhere. And, and essentially, like, so you'll, you'll see an article where it's like, you know, doctors thought she was sick and you wouldn't believe what they found and then they make you click like honest to god they'll make you click like 50 times to get through to the end of the article and find out like i I, you know she had some rare disease and so people are using this hashtag this hashtag stop clickbait also this facebook group uh they're doing it 
and and promoting stopping this clickbait. So if you see something like out like that out there, uh, look you know look for it, look to do a little bit of God's work as I like to call it, and and, and stop the clickbait. So maybe if you know the answer or you click through whatever it might be, uh, use that hashtag stop the clickbait. Follow stop clickbait on Facebook. I have, and it's fantastic because these articles pop up. But then I've also learned to look at the comments on all these social media sites uh, and, and then see where it says stop clickbait because someone will essentially go on there and say, no, no, this this is what you were looking for, and I just saved you 50 clicks. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I love it. Um, so let's all work to stop clickbait. You know why? Because stopping clickbait is common sense. And what do we love at Go Tell to the Wall? Common sense sense that's right wall fans common sense the most important thing that i'm talking about in the social realm this week which can also be put into tv film and books but i'm leaving it in the social realm because that's where it started when i started this podcast many many months ago with episode zero i think i talked about it on episode zero if not episode one that's how long uh go tell it to the wall has been on this and we kind of got off it because it kind of ended and that would be the creepy clowns so many, many months ago in 2016, I think it started around September 2016 uh, and then became huge in October 2016, obviously, people were dressing up like these creepy clowns and going out and scaring people, just scaring people. And most of it was harmless. Uh, there was some, some stories of, of, uh, that came out where it wasn't, maybe it wasn't completely harmless, but for the most part it was harmless. Uh, but there are some people out there that put together a documentary. It is called Behind the Sightings. And it's all found footage. It is all found footage uh, from sightings of these creepy clowns around the United States. Uh, and then, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but if you look at the short synopsis that's on there, there's actually something that did happen. So this is very Blair Witch Project style. Uh, but when we launched Go Tell It to the Wall, Creepy Clowns was one of the most popular things that we talked about. Everyone loved it. So we've kind of come full circle here. There's a movie coming out. They're in post-production right now. It's called Behind the Sightings. Check them out. Uh, check it out on IMDb. I'm sure they have some social media pages as well. Personally, whenever I go to get film information, I just go to IMDb. I've been doing that since before social media even existed, uh, and that's just what I do. But really, I'm sure if you just Google it, Behind the Sightings, movie's coming out sometime this year. Uh, they are in post-production. I'm not a big horror fan myself. I respect the genre, completely respect the genre, but I am not uh, not much of a horror fan myself. But I will pro I'll probably get around to watching this one uh, simply because it's interesting with all the creepy clowns. It's it's amazing, creepy clowns, more creepy clowns. I thought we were done with it, but now there's a movie, and it's amazing. So and maybe it's not amazing. I don't know. I shouldn't say the movie's amazing uh, because who knows if it actually is. All right, moving on. Moving on, don't forget, we're going to go live here at some point, so you're going to get a little break in here. Uh, we're probably going to do it after this segment. So just prepare yourselves, wall fans. Prepare yourselves. Uh, we, we need some engagement. I'm a bit of an attention whore, I guess you could say. I'm really not, though. That's what's funny. I'm really just trying to build the audience here because I feel like we're, we're, we're spreading the, the, the common sense and lifting each other up, and we just need to continue doing that. And I like to promote people that do the same thing. So, now... On to TV, film, and books. That's right. Speaking of not lifting lifting other people up, or lifting other people up, a little bit of the opposite going on here. A little bit of the opposite. Uh, and that would be The Mummy. And, and I'm exaggerating that a little bit. But there's a new movie that came out, The Mummy, uh, from Universal. They put it out. You know, if you remember, Brendan Fraser did a bunch of these movies back in, like, the 90s and early 2000s. I think it stretched for a while, had, had like, 
two, three, maybe even four of these movies. Well, they they kind of rebooted it with uh, with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, Fan- he's a fantastic actor. I won't take that away from him. I, I, you know, I've I've personally my favorite performance of his is Tropic Thunder. It's very very much not in his usual realm of things, uh, but I respect him as an actor. But what happened was the Mummy came out, and it has essentially bombed. It did thirty-two million in its opening weekend, uh, when the production budget on it was well was close to two hundred million, and then the marketing budget was over one hundred million, and it made thirty-two million um, in its opening weekend, which is which is terrible. If you were listening last week, we talked about Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman made over a hundred million in its opening weekend domestically within the United States. Now thirty-two million—that's that, nothing to scoff at for a smaller movie, uh, a lower budget movie. Uh, you know, but not a huge special effects-driven action flick like The Mummy, which really it is. That's what The Mummy is. It's what it's always been: special effects-driven action movie. Uh, and and it's just it, it's crazy because they're at the point where most likely The Mummy is not even going to break even. It's not even going to break even with the production budget, with the marketing budget, with everything else going on. It's most likely not even going to break even. Not even going to break even. It's not going to break even. Gosh, see. Exhaustion sets in, but we got to keep things going here at Go Tell Us the Wall because that's what we do. We, you know, talk to walls and keep it going every week, every week. Uh, but the interesting thing about this is a bunch of stories have come out this week where they gave, because Tom Cruise, like I mentioned, is the star of the movie. He was not really part of the franchise originally, Brendan Fraser was. Uh, they brought him in because, and especially with Universal, he does all the Mission Impossible movies. They're all about him at Universal. Well, apparently they gave him a lot of control over the direction that the movie was going to go. Now, as I said before I started talking about The Mummy, Tom Cruise, fantastic actor. Fantastic actor. I won't take that away from him. Uh, Probably shouldn't be pseudo-directing a big-budget action flick like The Mummy. Uh, And it's apparently has kind of spelled doom for them. Uh, So I wouldn't recommend going to see The Mummy. Maybe wait until it's on Netflix. You know, Netflix and chill with that one, or maybe don't even watch it. I, I can't say anything. I haven't seen the movie itself. I do find it interesting. These big, these these studios spend so much money on these big budget films, uh, and and then, you know, they let something like that happen where Tom Cruise has all this creative control, and at the end, it's not beneficial to them. So be smart out there, uh, studios. Be smart out there. Next thing I want to get to uh, is a little bit of sad news, which I'm sure all of you have heard of by now, uh, and that is the great Adam West. Unfortunately, passed away this past week. Um, if you don't know who Adam West is, was, he was the, the original, Bat- I don't want to say original, there might have been one before him, and the, the comic books preceded him. Uh, he was the Batman that was on the original television show, Batman, uh, which is kind of cheesy, it was fantastic, I watched it in, in reruns as a kid, uh, it was just one of those shows that I absolutely loved. So unfortunately we have lost Adam West, he's a fantastic, he's a great, great actor, very funny guy. You know, later in his career, he did a lot of voiceover work and all his other stuff and, and just kind of had, I wouldn't even say second career because he continued his career, but he, he became known uh, not only as the original Batman, but also as Adam West and, and, and his talent uh, and his, his comic ability and everything else. Um, and like I said, unfortunately, rest in peace, Adam West. The cool thing I did find is if you, it, again, I'm going to go live here in a few minutes. You're most, you're listening to this at the very minimum the day after I've recorded it. But on Thursday, June 15th, 2017, if you're in the Los Angeles area, there will be a bat signal shown in the sky tonight in Los Angeles uh, over City Hall. 
uh, spearheaded by the mayor of Los Angeles, who is Eric Garcetti. He happens to be a really good guy uh, from what I've heard and from what I've, also what I've seen because I met the guy randomly years ago at Target. Yeah, Target. Everybody's got to go to Target, including the mayor of Los Angeles. Got to go to Target. Uh, but I thought this was just such a touching tribute uh, for a great actor, a great human being in Adam West. And and uh, as soon as I finish recording here, I'm going to run outside. I'm going to go check out the bat signal. I should be able to see it from my house. I am not far from downtown Los Angeles. should be shining over downtown Los Angeles, and I should be able to see it uh, off in the distance there. So if you're in Los Angeles, uh, you're not actually hearing this. See, this is the, the, the disconnect between Facebook Live and kind of who's listening on here. In fact, to the point where I was looking at stats today, and I knew we had some European listeners, uh, but I was looking at the geography of our, of our listener stats, and we actually have a listener in Kenya. So if you're that listener in Kenya, hi, Kenya. Uh, appreciate you listening. Really do. But it makes it extra weird because they can't see Facebook Live. They don't know what's going on. Um, I mean, chances are they speak English because they're listening to this podcast and everything's done in English with the exception of my, my muddled... Uh, exhaustion when, when things start to not make sense uh, and we go off the rails because that happens too. I get it. Uh, but again, that's where the disconnect is with Facebook Live and we're still going to continue playing with it, especially because it's content for the YouTube channel uh, and people do tend to enjoy it. We had ridiculous views uh, on the Facebook Live video last week and it was fantastic. Uh, but we just can't do that to our listeners that don't have access to that Facebook. Uh, don't subscribe uh, or subscribe. Don't like the page on Facebook, whatever it might be. So we're going to kind of keep that in mind when we move forward and all this audience engagement. So one more thing with TV, film, and books, and that would be Handmaid's Tale, which I have mentioned previously on this podcast. Uh, if you've never heard of it, you've probably been living under a rock. This is a new Hulu original that came out uh, a couple months ago. Uh, and they just finished the season. They did 10 episodes for the season. I'm not going to spoil anything. I will tell you a couple things. I'm thoroughly enjoying the show. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Um, the main character, I am now. I am right now blanking on her name. Uh, I think it's Elizabeth something. She has a huge fan following. And I have never disliked her, but I have never understood the huge fan. Elizabeth Moss. The huge fan following uh, with everyone that's obsessed with her. Like, I get it. She's talented. I don't think she's like the most, you know, she's not Meryl Streep or, um, you know, maybe she could be. I, I, not to take anything away from her, but I, I was kind of in the middle. Like, yes, she's she's good, she, you know. Uh, but after watching a little more Handmaid's Tale, I, I, I'm starting to, not quite there yet, but I'm starting to understand why... Everyone's a little bit obsessed with Elizabeth Moss. Now, that being said, I did just watch the 10th episode, the last episode of the season last night. And again, I'm not giving you any spoilers, uh, but I will tell you one thing. It was very, very clear that they are making an Emmy push uh, because suddenly, and it's a very, it is a very visual show. I, I will give it that. It's a visual show. But with episode 10, the last one of the season, you could tell they decided to go extra artsy and really make that Emmy push. Uh, my cat's eaten in the background, so if you're hearing <laughs> if you're hearing some movement, that would be the cat. I tried to get her to leave the studio. She just, she's very stubborn, didn't want to leave the studio. Uh, but nonetheless, Handmaid's Tale. I do highly recommend checking it out. I'm hoping that they don't get stuck in this kind of artsy, uh, you know, we just want to win a bunch of Emmys mode, which sometimes happens in these shows. And this is only the first season for Handmaid's Tale, but I've watched so many shows, and I'm a big comedy sitcom guy, um, so sitcoms has happened to as well. Uh, we're, we're toward the end. It just kind of became s slightly painful to watch, but I continued watching because I'd been watching for six, seven, eight years, however many years a, a given show I'd been on. And with the dramas, they really, I've, I found in my experience, 
a lot of them do tend to fall off toward the end, and I think part of that is because they just become obsessed with the Emmy wins and everything else, uh, and then they they kind of speed up to wrap things up, and they don't know where they're going with things. I'm really hoping this doesn't happen with Game of Thrones. It's going to terrify me. I don't think it will. Uh, those those showrunners are just know exactly what the hell they're doing. Uh, but with Mad Men, this happened too, where at the end it was just like, okay. I mean, I was watching the last like season and a half of Mad Men just because I was like, just get me to the end. Just get me to the end. Of course, this is only my opinion. I know many, many people uh, that absolutely love Mad Men, and I do too. I love the show. Uh, it just became a little painful toward the end of the show, and I was just kind of like, just like, ah, just get me through this, please, 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 just get me through this show. So uh, that's gonna wrap it up for TV, film, and books. What we are going to get into right now is a little bit of music, and we're going to go live on the Facebook here, uh, and we're just going to do it in the background, so I'm going to click go live, and maybe I'll give them a little a little hello at some point here. Hello, Facebook family uh, and YouTube family and wall fans. We're going live. I'm not going to be engaging too much with you, but please feel free to comment there. I will stick around at the end of the show uh, to to answer some questions and maybe engage with you guys a little bit. Uh, but we're going to have to, to pretty much stick to the podcast format here. So welcome everybody. All right, moving on to music, 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 music. I know none of you are tired of hearing about this yet, but give me motion. Uh, put out a new album on June 7th, just over a week ago. And it's fantastic. It is all killer. It is all fantastic music. There's no filler in there at all. I highly recommend checking out the new album. You can find it everywhere. It's on Spotify. It's on Google Play. It's on iTunes. Uh, it's everywhere. You can stream it for free, but if you do want to support a fantastic artist, uh, make sure that you, you know, throw a little money their way. It's like nine fifty for the album. It doesn't take a lot to, to you know, it's not a lot of money to get the album. Uh, so, you know, support, support, support. It's my brother-in-law and I still threw some money over there, uh, to, to get the album itself. Give me motion. Uh, another thing, I will say, Give Me Motion just put out a music video this week. If you haven't had a chance to look at it, that music video, you might see some familiar faces. Uh, one of those familiar faces would be myself running around in a sunflower uh, headpiece and a green morph suit. Uh, if, if you thought I had any shame whatsoever, you will see uh, that, that my shame level is pretty much zero running around in a skin-tight green morph suit. Uh, but if you haven't seen that video, check it out. It's shared to my personal page. Magic Muppet has shared it. Uh, Tell the Wall Pod, it's been shared on there as well. Um, but check it out. I highly recommend it. And in addition to seeing me in a sunflower head piece and green skin tight morph suit, you m will maybe see the cutest dinosaur uh, on the face of the earth. And that would be my daughter, Zofia, dressed as a dinosaur. Uh, so check that out. Give me motion. We'll share it to the Facebook page. I got to double check. It, it, it might not be shared there. I will share it to the Facebook page if any wall fans out there haven't seen it yet. Uh, and like I said, it's fantastic music. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, and, and really, honestly, I, I, it, it stretches like kind of all, I wouldn't even give it a genre. And I think if you like music at all, you will at the very least like the Give Me Motion album. You may not love it. I'm not promising you'll love it. But you, you will at the very least like it. It will be worth your time listening. It will be worth your time checking out the music video. And in addition to that, Give Me Motion is touring right now. Their next show is in New York. Um, I should probably taste, uh, post the tour dates up on, on the Facebook page as well. Uh, cause if you're in any of those areas, you definitely need to check out, give me motion. Uh, I know they're playing in New York. Uh, I think this weekend, 
I got to double check on it. Uh, I, I've only been paying half attention. I'm, kind of, I'm waiting for them to make their way west. Uh, but then they're doing North Carolina, Washington, D.C. They're heading to Austin. Um, I got to see. They're probably hitting some parts of the Midwest as well. So check them out. Give me motion. Highly recommend it. Cannot recommend them enough. Uh, check them out. Any, anywhere you find music. Yeah, free on Spotify. They have a YouTube channel. That's where you can find the video. Uh, we'll post a bunch of links and everything else. Music-wise... For all of you out there that love that crappy punk rock and that crappy alt ska, like I talk about here and there on the podcast, uh, Lesson Jake put out an album actually back in February, and I've been so busy with everything else uh, that I completely missed it and only found it like a couple weeks ago. Uh, but if you're into that kind of punk and that kind of ska, I highly recommend it. I've been listening to it like crazy uh, for the past couple weeks, and it's just fantastic. Uh, music. It's 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 typical Less Than Jake, if you're familiar with Less Than Jake. A lot of horns, great vocals, um, and fantastic instrumentals all around. So check them out. And I believe they're touring right now as well. I'm not going to give them that much love because they've got plenty of big fan base and don't need that much love as far as people promoting their tour. Look them up. Check them out. Facebook, probably LessThanJake.com. I don't know. It's all over the place. All right, moving on. Tech. I have one tech thing this week. One, one tech thing. And this really kind of goes back to last week when I was talking about uh, cord cutting and all the different options that are out there, how YouTube now has uh, live television, uh, someone else out there has live, oh, uh, PlayStation, has. they launched a while ago a, uh, a live television uh, a service that you can get. Well, honest to God, it, it, I think it was like that night, I finished recording, we finished the live broadcast, and I'm watching TV, I tend to watch a lot of junk TV late at night af after my daughter goes to bed, uh, and I have that few minutes of like just quiet, and which isn't really quiet because I'm watching crap television. And sure enough, here comes an ad from AT&T, AT&T U-verse, where they now have live television for $10 a month. $10 a month, you can get live television, and you don't actually need... Uh, you don't actually need any equipment. It all just runs through your own equipment, like laptop, smart television, all this other stuff. Uh, so I find that really interesting. And in fact, I ran into, not ran into, ran into. This is the world we live in now, wall fans. I, I came across someone on Facebook the other day because uh, another friend of mine was questioning like what to get, whether it was the Chromecast or the, the Fire Stick. There's all these different options out there for streaming stuff. And he was talking about cord cutting. And someone said they just got this AT&T stuff. I said, well, what do you think of it? So I'm kind of waiting, and he hadn't really used it yet. But I'm going to look into this a little more. Uh, but it's just amazing because if you listened last week, I was talking a lot about uh, the cord cutting and, and kind of how everything's cyclical and how we could just be getting into this cycle of, uh, of these other services like PlayStation and YouTube and everything just gradually increasing their costs because, like with cable, it's really hard to get basic cable anymore. You know, you end up paying like a hundred, hundred plus dollars uh, for cable, and and just to get some television, and that's where the cord cutters really kind of picked up, and and that's what I do. I I don't have cable in the house. I have internet, obviously, um, but but no cable, no cable. I get everything over the air or on Hulu, uh, or through some of the various apps. I watch sports ball through uh, like a lot of times through the ESPN app, because that's like the only option I have. Uh, but this will be interesting to see if it's worth. Uh, the ten dollars a month to get to get live TV. So, one thing I have I have missed for this week, and I actually didn't miss it because we're only about halfway through, and that would be this week's beer. I got a new one this week, which I think I've had before, but it's been a while and I can't remember. And that would be the Aurora Hoppy Alice IPA, uh, 
from Carl Strauss Brewery, which happens to be Carl Strauss Brewing Company, which happens to be a San Diego brand. Uh, so obviously I have a little bit of a soft spot for him because San Diego is pretty much the finest city uh, on the face of the earth, in my opinion. This is all opinion-based. I'm not even going to call that common sense. I just love San Diego. Uh, I would probably live there if, if I didn't have so much going on in Los Angeles um, and, you know, a big house I just bought because, uh, you know, that, that happens and you can't just can't just get up and go wherever I want. I've got a family and, and all that kind of stuff. But San Diego, fantastic area, especially for the microbrews and the smaller breweries. Uh, and, and the Carl Strauss Aurora Hoppy Alice IPA is a fantastic one. In fact, Bradley, I know you're watching right now. Uh, I think you would absolutely love this one uh, because it, it's right up, right up your alley with the IPAs as well as Kevin. I think Kevin was listening on there. I'm not engaging. I'm just I'm, I'm looking over there a little bit. Um, and it, it's going to be interesting because trying out a new microphone configuration between the podcast and Facebook Live. So we'll see how that's actually going. I don't know if anyone on Facebook Live is actually hearing me. Maybe it's a good thing because then they'll have to go go back and actually download the podcast. Uh, nonetheless, Carl Strauss Brewing Company, Aurora Hoppy Alice, San Diego-style IPA. I'm so sick of the West Coast, East Coast, Midwest, San Diego. Like, It's a freaking IPA. Call it an IPA. It doesn't have a different style. One day I'll understand why they call these different things. So, Carl Strauss, Aurora Hoppy Alice, IPA, I highly recommend it. And if you're new to the show, I drink a beer on every show. Uh, I tend to to call out what kind of beer it is simply because I enjoy drinking beer. I like beer. It's kind of my security blanket on the show. Keep, you know, keeps my mouth from getting dry. Uh, but I also need a little beer to, to sit here and talk to a wall uh, for an hour, essentially. So, hey, Doug, you'll like, Doug's probably had this one. And Kevin, I bet they've both had it. They're beer drinkers as well. All right, so next up would be the Burning Man segment. I'm going to skip this just a little bit because I want to get, and, and I'm not going to skip it. I take that back because I tease it a little bit. Uh, this Burning Man segment is extremely close to my heart. I've been sitting on this one really since before we started the Burning Man segment. What I, but I want to get into some common sense stuff uh, before we, we get into uh, the Burning Man story. Because honestly, I might, might be close to done after the Burning Man story just because it is so near and dear to my heart. One thing I want to talk about so, I live in Los Angeles, as I've mentioned on other podcasts, and even on this podcast, uh, and in the neighborhood I live, where I live, it's called Highland Park. A big thing around this time of year would be fireworks. Fireworks constantly going off. Uh, Doug, I see you watching on the Facebook Live. I know you're hearing those same fireworks that I do, because it's insanity here in Highland Park. And I get it. We're never going to stop the fireworks. We're never going to stop the fireworks. But... Using common sense, which we like to do at Go Tell It to the Wall, you know that fireworks can be dangerous. There's actually an NFL player who's barely, like, actually did get back to playing in the league, but blew off most of his hand a couple years ago playing with fireworks. An adult man, professional athlete, making millions of dollars being a professional athlete and put all of that at risk because he was playing with fireworks. And every year we hear about these problems with, you know, fire safety and kids get hurt and everything else. And yet people still do it. And I get it. They're not going to stop it. No one's going to stop it. It's a huge thing here in Highland Park. What did get to me is I was on Twitter the other day. And someone in Highland Park, and it was like the neighborhood council or something, posted, what's with all the fireworks? Can we slow down on the fireworks? You know, because they do, they do become annoying. I have a seven-month-old at home. They wake her up. You know, unfortunately, I don't have a dog anymore. But for years, living in Highland Park, I had, like, I couldn't, I, I, basically had to hold him for a month. My wife or I had to hold him for a month 
or wrap him in an ace bandage, which which works like the thunder shirt, to make him feel better. And even that didn't do it. Not able to really go out on Fourth of July uh, because of how ridiculous it is around here. It's just craziness, absolute craziness. What happened when someone posted and was like, what's with all the fireworks? And like I said, I get it. They're going to happen no matter what. Well, someone got on Twitter and responded, this is Highland Park. This has been happening forever in Highland Park. Get used to it. And it got me thinking. I was like, okay, I get it. It has been happening in Highland Park uh, probably for a very long time. You know what else has been happening in Highland Park for a very long time? Gang violence and shootings which are also illegal, much like fireworks, within the city limits of Los Angeles. So, here's where common sense really comes in, wall fans. My friend Elena's watching, and she's actually sitting with my wife in the other room. She, my wife's probably watching, too. Yeah, I know you saw it, Elena. All right, no more engaging with the Facebook Live. Uh, but anyway, so, he, like I said, gang violence and shootings have, have been a problem in Highland Park for a very long time. They used to be so bad that people didn't come to Highland Park. In fact, Kevin, I know you're watching on there. Kevin, my, my good buddy Kevin, who's watching on Facebook Live, grew up in South Pasadena, which is just north of here. And when he was growing up, they didn't come to Highland Park. Like, they kind of came through to see some concerts and stuff, but it was not the place you'd want to go. Like, you just, you just didn't go there. And it got me thinking. And this is where the common sense comes in. So, because it's been happening forever, yet it's illegal, we should just put up with it? You know, think about that. Think about that analogy. I realize it's very extreme. I realize it is an extreme analogy and fireworks are very different from gang violence and guns. However, they are the same in the way that they're illegal. And in fact, gang violence may hurt somebody, one or two people, a shooting may... A firework could spark a fire that hurts literally hundreds. I'm not The likelihood of that is, is much lower. Uh, hi, Mary. See, Kevin knows. Uh, is The likelihood of hundreds of people dying is much lower. However, we also need to kind of consider it the same thing as far as it being illegal. And we can't just put up with it because it's been happening here forever. We can't. Ask indigenous people if they should just put up with things because it's been happening for so long. Ask African Americans. Because it's been happening so long, should they just put up with it? All these things are much worse than fireworks. I get that. But when you're, when you're talking about an analogy, it's all illegal. And it's all wrong. So we need to stop. We need to stop. I'll be curious because we're in a new house uh, that I haven't, we haven't been in the same house for, for 4th of July previously. Uh, so I'm curious because it'll be interesting to see how much fireworks are going on uh, around here. In fact, it, it, I have a quick funny story. Uh, we always... Pretty much every year, go to a friend, some friends of ours' house that live. Uh, they actually live about a mile away from our house now, and they were about a mile away from our old house because we still live in the same neighborhood. Uh, and last year, the year before, we were there, and basically everyone goes there. There's a little barbecue, and, and then they hike up this hill or go. They sit on the roof of their our friend's house and watch the fireworks. And they're essentially not watching a fireworks show. You end up catching a little bit of some from the high schools and stuff like the you know the official shows, but essentially watching illegal fireworks. And a couple of friends were sitting up on the roof uh, last year or the year before, whenever it was, uh, and I'm down on the ground and just kind of hanging out. I was probably, on full disclosure, probably a little too drunk to be climbing ladders and getting on roofs because, you know, I, it was a mile, mile away. I wasn't driving. Guarantee I wasn't driving, uh, so I was probably a little drunk. Uh, but a couple of my friends looked down, and they're like, oh, oh, man, like, what's going on? Like, oh, a bunch of fireworks going off, and they kind of look off in the distance, and they're like, looks like it's right by your house. <laughs> this is my old house. 
So I'm curious if it's going to be a little more subdued uh, or if it's going to be the same. That being said, I, I ran in, we ran in uh, my neighbor Brendan the other day and who lives like less than a block away. And he's like, yeah, at this intersection, it all hell breaks loose on 4th of July. So probably not going to be much better living in this new house. Uh, but it is what it is. Still love living in Highland Park. But please, please, please just calm down with the fireworks. Uh, and this is coming from someone whose parents lost their house complete loss to a fire. Uh, so fires are not something to mess with. It's not something to joke around with, and it's just not something to mess with. So we're moving on with common sense. I'm going to do a couple more common sense segments here, and then we're going to get into the, the Burning Man segment. Uh, like I said, I'm kind of pumping myself up here for the Burning Man segment. It's a real personal one. They're all personal, I'd like to say, uh, but this one I've been sitting on for a while and just waiting for it. And honestly, uh, I, I wasn't going to use it this week, and I said to my wife, Father's Day is coming up. Should I just use it? She knows the story. And she said, yeah, just do it. Uh, but before we get to that, couple of the common sense things. Uh, one of these being, I was always combing for content, always looking at content, stuff comes up, whatever it might be, always looking for stuff. Well, last week, and this was actually one from last episode that should have gone up, I found out there's a guy named Jared Evans, uh, and I'm using his name because you should remember that name because this is not a good person to be around. Uh, he happens to be a paramedic, well, Probably was a paramedic. I'm sure he won't be anymore. And uh, if he is, then there's just something wrong uh, with with the society we live in. Uh, he turned himself in last week uh, because what happened was he went to pick up paramedic works on a works in an ambulance and uh, went to a call. Uh, someone was having a seizure. 19 year old girl was having a seizure. Uh, and they had transported her to a local hospital. While they were riding to the local hospital, it's this paramedic, Jared Evans. He's 32 years old, uh, in the back of the ambulance, you know, tending. You've all seen, if you've never been in an ambulance, you've seen him on movies and stuff. And obviously, it's not going to be 100% accurate, uh, but it's similar to what's going on. They're working on the person in the back of the ambul in ambulance. Uh, along with Mr. Evans, there happened to be a, uh, a, a paramedic intern. There's probably a different word for this. My cousin's going to be like, no, no, it's a different, because he's a paramedic. I'm not sure of the exact word, but there was an intern, not like a full paramedic, that was riding with him. And basically what happened was this, this Mr. Evans was tending to his girl and saw fit to reach into her shirt, pull out her breast, squeeze it, and then put her breast back in her shirt. Yeah, this happened. This happened, and it was a paramedic. And it's terrifying. It's terrifying really for anybody. But it's sexual assault. And thank God that this paramedic intern or whatever was in the back because he's the one that reported it. And apparently this, this Jared Evans turned to the guy and said, sorry, man, I had to do it. And this is the world we live in. This is the world we live in where you can't even trust a paramedic to pick you up in an ambulance and take you to the freaking hospital without molesting you. It's sad. It's sad. So Jared Evans, you are pretty much the asshole of the week, month, year. Uh, I'm sure we'll find another asshole that's even more of an asshole in the next week or so, but you're the asshole right now, and that's where we're leaving it. So, in the realm of sexism, because <laughs> we talk uh, we talk sexism quite a bit here. I like to defend, uh, you know, a lot of people think sexism doesn't exist, you know, that maybe, well, why do we have a Women's Appreciation Day? Why do we need women's rights? And I'm constantly giving examples of that. Uh, and here, here's one that I would like to talk about, and this one hits home very much for me. Uh, because as I've mentioned, I have a seven-month-old at home. My wife, my wife works full-time and goes to the office, you know, around nine to five every day. She's in there five days a week. She has to be in the office. She's a producer and has to be in the office in meetings all day. So I'm at home with my seven-month-old for the most part during the day. 
you know, I'm working on my show. I'm booking events because I also do live events and stuff. But for the most part, I'm home with her during the day. This one really hit home with me. Uh, so there was a mother in, gosh, I can't remember where exactly this was. Uh, but there's a mother of a six-year-old uh, who came came home with some homework. And I just want to give you a little bit. Uh, uh, I'm going to kind of read through this and bear with me because I think it's important. Uh, and it was basically putting words in, the correct word into a sentence uh, for this entire paragraph that's called back to work. I'm going to just go through a couple, a little bit of it. And so that it starts with Lisa was not happy. Her mother was blank at work. And this is where you put back in. Before Lisa was born, her mother worked in a big office. Yesterday, she told her she was going back to work. And you're putting work in here. The morning was terrible. Lisa had to get to school on time. Her father had to get her to get to work on time. And now her mother was in a rush too. Lisa's father made breakfast. It was not too good. English assignment out of school. Not too good. I, I realize it's probably grammatically correct, uh, but come on. Uh, Lisa did not take her like Lisa did not like her day at school on the way home. She thought about it. I wonder what time mommy will come home. I will be lonely at home. But when Lisa arrived at home, there was her mother. Uh, I leave the office early so we can be together after school. More grammatical errors. I leave the office early so we can be together after school. She said, Lisa feels fine now. This is a real homework assignment. This was a homework assignment. That was given, and I'm not going to go through uh, all of her response, but the mother, uh, done in really a great way, rewrote the assignment to be proper. Because this is, and I'll tell you, on one of those lines, no one was in a rush because dad has things firmly in control. And this is why this hits home for me, because I'm at home with my daughter a lot of the day. And this harkens back to when I was talking about the woman at Target telling me there needed to be a Mother's Day card for me because I'm out with my daughter during the day. And that's a mother's job. This is the kind of stuff that happens. This is the kind of world we live in. And this is why I like to spread common sense and lifting each other up in, the, in, in this world, in this country especially, when, where we need it. This is the kind of stuff that's taught to our kids. It's sexism. It's blatant sexism. That's all it is. It's blatant sexism. And we all need to stop. And if any of you out there, wall fans, see this kind of stuff, speak up. Speak up. Speaking up on something like this might get you a hands of respect pin from me. Maybe. It's got to be a good one, though. It's got to be a good one. Stay with it. All right. I've got a little more common sense to get into here. But I do want to talk about my Burning Man segment for this week. And I'm going to avoid Facebook Live because I know things are going to be happening over there. So, I added this Burning Man segment probably a couple months ago. And the purpose of the Burning Man segment is not is, is partly to educate people that aren't familiar with Burning Man. Uh, also to entertain people that are familiar with Burning Man. But the main purpose is to break down stereotypes because there are so many of these stereotypes that it's a bunch of you know ravers in the desert doing drugs and listening to music and all this other stuff. And I'll tell you, like I've said in the past, there are people doing that. There are people doing that, but that's not the entire burn. That's not what it's all about. For many, many people, it means so much more than that. And I've talked about the temple and the man burn and, the, and some of the, the magic that I've experienced on the playa. And this one might be the most magical experience I've ever had to date, to date. So I'll give you a little bit, bit of background. After my first burn, my uncle passed away. And I've talked about that on this show, but if you haven't listened before, my uncle passed away about a week after my first burn. Uh, so my second burn was really tough. 
because I, I put stuff in the temple for him. My cousin Jeff came and we, he was able to write some stuff in the temple for my uncle. We had flowers from his funeral and his, his funeral program and everything else. I, my second burn. It was rough. It was rough. And it, it's been, it's always rough. It, it comes back up, you know? Um, and I can't imagine how it is for my cousins who lost a father. I lost an uncle and a father figure, uh, but my cousins did lose their father. I'm fortunate enough to still have my father. So fast forward to, to last year's burn. Oh, and actually, I'm sorry, a little more background. So there's a story that's out there about a dragonfly. And it, it's kind of a parable, I guess you could say. Um, and it's all about death and, and how the dragonfly, you know, starts is living in water and then has to leave the water and isn't able to come back down to its friends. But when you see a dragonfly, you know that that could possibly, you know, it's a reminder that, that you're a relative or, or someone close to you could still be out there, depending on you know, what you believe in, what it might be. So in my family, the dragonfly is a big thing, especially uh, you know, after my uncle was lost. It's a big thing. Um, and so th- this past year at the burn, we're sitting out on the porch at our camp. And it's the funniest thing, because I'm always being a, you know, not being a jerk, but just joking around with people. I'm out there heckling people on the megaphone and everything else. And if you're not, and most likely you're not familiar with the playa, it is a, it is desolate desert. It is a dry lake bed. Um, not a lot of things live there, especially that time of year. You don't see any kind of animals. And once in a, you know, once in a while there, there might be uh, some bugs that kind of hitchhiked in, uh, on some, you know, in someone's RV or whatever it might be, but you don't see, there's no wildlife out there whatsoever. No bugs, no birds, you know, no rabbits, anything like that. Uh, so this past year sitting on the porch, messing around. And, uh, and, uh, joking around with people, darshan getting in the middle of my thing. Uh, and suddenly out of nowhere, I look up and a dragonfly flies by and kind of lands near the camp. And I jump up. I'm like, oh my God, it's a dragonfly. It's a dragonfly. Uh, and my wife's sitting there and she, you know, she's like, yeah, yeah. And a bunch of my campmates are even making, they're like, what is a dragonfly? What's the big deal? It's a dragonfly. You know, not realizing why that's extra special to me. And this is the beginning of the week at the burn. And this is where it gets crazy. So fast forward to burn night. Fast forward to burn night, which is almost the end of the burn. And this is where they burn the man. And I've mentioned in a previous podcast, but, uh, but I'm involved with the conclave. My wife uh, is, is one of the heads of the conclave, has been for a very long time. And the conclave does fire spinning. Uh, I've done fire safety for the conclave as well as drumming. Uh, and every year, the conclaves, they come out and you get, they put the conclaves around the man, very close to the man to, to basically uh, entertain the crowds before the man burn. It takes a lot of, it takes a lot of work, a lot of prep. Uh, our conclave, LA Fire Brigade, uh, would spend months prepping for this and then shooting a video to send it into audition and then hopefully getting accepted. Most times, LA Fire Brigade was accepted because we have some exceptional fire dancers. Um, but it's a lot of work that goes into this. A lot of work. And so what happened was that this last year's burn, it was whiteout conditions. This is a, a desolate, dry lake bed. Uh, the wind kicks up at times. And when I say whiteout, this means that you can't really see in front of your face. You can't see more than like a foot in front of your face. So we make our way out to the man. And everyone's kind of... And with all that, with that crazy weather, essentially what they're most likely going to do is not let the conclaves spin. Their main purpose, the people in charge of Burning Man, and understandably so, is to get the man burned. So if it's a matter of getting that window where there's enough good weather to get the man burned, they're going to bypass 
the conclave spinning. So we're out there. We get out uh, to to the inner circle around the man, and it's whiteout conditions. My wife is is six months pregnant, and I'm basically standing next to her. I'm trying to keep as much playa dust off of her as I can, and checking on others too. You know, checking on. I mean, I don't. You know, kind of checking on others. I'm sure. Honestly, is mainly concerned with my wife. Uh, until I had to lead the bathroom expedition, where we had to leave the circle, uh, go to the porta potties. Had like eight people with us, and I'm holding up a headlamp in the air so everyone can see where the hell we're walking because you literally couldn't see a foot in front of your face. And this is where, you know, I I am not a religious person. I I consider myself a spiritual person. I'm not a religious person. Uh, But when I'm on the playa, I tend to meditate. I tend to to go into myself and, and ask, whether it's asking for things for myself or, you know, whatever it might be, just even just guidance. I do this. And so I'm doing this, you know, I got on my knees a couple times and I'm just like, please, you know, these people. And I was, I was just a fire safety. I, you know, I didn't I really didn't do that much, not the kind of work that like a Darshan did or, or a Kevin who, who was also watching on Facebook live. Uh, they put in a lot of work when I was drumming. I did put in more work, uh, but I'm sitting there saying, please just, just, just let this, let this clear, uh, let this clear so they can spin. They got to spin so much work. And I'm sitting there and I got up for a second. I kind of walked toward the back and I, and I sat for a second. And as I'm sitting there, uh, the dust cleared for a few seconds, you know, it would clear up here and there for, but for a few seconds, not a real clearing. And in fact, we're, we have someone from our conclave on radio, uh, speaking with the organizers of Burning Man. And they're actually saying, we're most likely not going to spin. They said, we're not going to spin. And in fact, my, my wife is talking to one of the other heads of the conclave and going, I don't want to tell everyone yet, but we're not going to spin. We're not going to spin. And this happened right before um, I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there a couple minutes. And out of nowhere, here comes a dragonfly. And none of this is exaggerated. Any of you out there on Facebook Live, any of you listening to the podcast, whether you're watching the video, listening on Facebook Live, not one part of this is exaggerated. Dragonfly flies up sits there in front of my face for a second, not long, like a second. This dragonfly then proceeds to fly around my head a couple times. I watched it fly around my head. Then that dragonfly went and flew around our entire conclave in front of the man. The entire conclave, a couple times around, and then flew off. And I knew right then, I knew that my Uncle Keith was looking down. And he was going to do everything he could to make sure they could spin. And I went to my wife, and she's saying, we're not spinning, we're not spinning. I said, we're spinning. I know we're going to spin tonight. About 15 minutes later, they give the okay that we're going to spin. It was time to spin some fire. The dust let up just enough. Whiteout conditions all day. Barely made it out to the man. But I knew before that, because that dragonfly came and told me, don't worry. They're going to spin. They're going to get to to put all that hard work to use and entertain all of these burners out here. And that is probably, to date, one of the most magical experiences I've had at the burn. I mean, they're all, I've had many, many, uh, but that was one of those moments, and I'm telling you, none of that's exaggerated, where I saw it happen, and I knew from that that we were going to be able to, to spin. And I knew someone was looking down. And made it so that we could spin. Maybe didn't make it. But was telling me that I didn't need to stress about it. They were going to spin. And they went on. 
and one of the best performances ever. They're all the best performances ever. I like to think of it that way. All right, we got a little bit more uh, common sense here. I do want to get into a couple things. Um, I'm trying not to bash bash anyone here. I'm doing my best. I don't want to bash anyone, but so Southern Baptists. It's a religion. They're Christians. They call themselves Christians. If you're not familiar with Christians, uh, Christians, by definition, are supposed to model their lives around Jesus Christ from the Bible. Now, if you don't know anything about Jesus, he was essentially a dirty hippie wandering around the desert teaching socialism to people, according to the Bible. If you really look at the Bible, you know, and, and we can get into if you're taking the Bible literally and everything else. There's a lot of debate on that going on right now with gay rights, you know, and they're like, well, it's in the Bible that you can't be gay. I'm going to tell you right now, maybe it says somewhere in the Bible you can't be homosexual. You know what else it says in the Bible? <laughs> it says that you are able, allowed to beat your male or female slave into submission. Now, if that slave dies, and I'm not going word for word, but almost word for word, if that slave dies, then you can be in trouble and it could be considered murder. However, if that slave gets up after a day or two, it is not considered murder. And this part is from the Bible because the slave is your property. So think about that. Anyone out there, if, if someone likes to come to you and, and quote Bible verses, you know, because there's lots of great things in the Bible. I'm not bashing the Bible. I'm just saying, don't tell me one thing should be taken literally from the Bible when there's stuff like that in the Bible as well. So just think about that. But Southern, Baptist, or, uh, Southern Baptists, they had a convention uh, this week. Now, someone came forward and, and basically proposed a resolution uh, to, to condemn racism. And part of this is from the alt-right uh, and, and what's going on with, with kind of Nazism in this country. Nazism, I don't know if that's the correct word, but, you know, uh, basically... Uh, not white supremacy, but just uh, white superiority. And so what happened was someone brought this resolution uh, before the convention. This actually happened earlier in the week. And the heads of the Southern Baptist Church were reluctant to accept this. Reluctant. Reluctant to say that, that white white, not white supremacy, but that white people, essentially not saying that white people are better than people of different races. They were reluctant. In fact, they got through to the next day of the convention without approving this. And we're not talking about approving, giving money to anything. We're approving, we're talking about approving con condemnation of racism. And they didn't do it right away. Now, fast forward to today, or I'm sorry, uh, yesterday, Wednesday, uh, June 14th, they finally did reach a consensus denouncing the alt-right movement, which is great. My question is, why did it take you so long? You call yourselves Christians? Why did it take you so long to say, um, yeah, we shouldn't see white people as better than people of a different race? Because I'll tell you right now, Jesus Christ would have accepted that right away. I guarantee you, if he did exist, he would have said, yes, people of every race have the right to everything 
that white people have. And I'm not even going to get into the fact that Jesus Christ, if he did exist, <laughs> wasn't a white dude. I mean, that that's just fact. Based on the Bible and where the events of the Bible took place, dude wasn't white. Yeah, sorry guys. I'm sorry if I really just ruined that for many of you. Uh, dude wasn't white. Just wasn't. If he did exist, and I'm not saying I'm not trying to get into debates here and, and bash people. You know, it's, it's fantastic. I, I think religion can be great. Um, you know, as long as you're open-minded and, and and don't take it the wrong way and take things in the Bible literally that maybe shouldn't be taken literally, uh, or accept people uh, for who they are. You know, I live in a world where, to me, common sense is same-sex marriage perfectly fine. However, there's many religions that don't think it's fine. Uh, they just don't. All right, I've got one, maybe two more things here. I want to get into something. If you've listened to Go Tell It to the Wall in the past, you would know that we are big proponents uh, of, of mental health awareness. Last month was Mental Health Awareness Month. I've said many, many times on this podcast uh, and on, on our Facebook Live and everything else, I suffer from obsessive compulsive disorder as well as obsessive anxiety disorder. I've dealt with it uh, for the majority of my life, but really didn't find... Didn't realize it until until I was an adult, essentially, and 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 things got bad. And, and part of that is the stigma. I've talked about this on the show many times. Is the stigma behind mental illness? You know, I don't talk about these things for myself. It's not it's not to lift myself up. Uh, it, it it it's it's for the younger people out there listening, or even even someone in their fifties that that has never realized this, has never been able to admit it to their own family. That's why we talk about these things and why mental health awareness is so important to, to myself personally, uh, as well as to everybody, um, on, to, as well as, uh, you know, everybody on the show and everyone that listens to the show should be, uh, as well. So I do want to talk about one thing, uh, and that is Katy Perry. Now, Katy Perry, a little while ago, cut her hair really short, just really short, uh, and, and, and kind of changed her look a little bit. And it was cra- It was interesting because everyone kind of came out and said, uh, you know, oh, why'd you cut your hair and all this other stuff? And, and who cares? If she wants to cut her hair, cut your hair. That's fine. Who cares? You know? Um, personally, I like long hair. That's just me personally. But I have no problem with short hair either, you know? However, what happened was um, she's doing this, like... It, She's live on one of the social media things leading up to uh, the release of her album, which I think actually happened earlier this week. And what happened was, because she was live 24-7, she also took this in to see her psychologist. Or psychiatrist. It was one or the other. Her, her counselor. Um, really, they're very similar, but if you don't know the difference between a psychiatrist and a psychologist, psychiatrist is an MD. They're the ones that give you medicine psychologists can't actually give you medicine. They're more just there to talk to you and can help you through things. Now, a psychiatrist may also talk to you and everything else. Uh, a psychologist may send you to a psychiatrist who can uh, prescribe medicine and everything else. You know, it, if it really, that's just a little background for those of you that aren't familiar with the differences. Uh, now, what happened was she was in talking to her psychologist uh, and talked about the depression that she's dealing with and talked about it and how it's kind of the point where she has become suicidal and her depression has eaten her up so badly that she doesn't even want to be Katy Perry anymore and that's why she cut her hair and the reason I bring this up is not only for mental health awareness but to just keep in mind because everyone jumped on her about cutting her hair cutting her hair oh your hair's short what's going on you know we don't know what's going on under the surface 
we don't and respect that and that's why i talk about these things because chances are any one of you listening out there i guarantee you know at least one person that struggles with mental illness maybe it's depression maybe it's anxiety maybe it's obsessive compulsive disorder maybe it's something as big as bipolar disorder you know and i don't mean to diminish you know not that any of those are better than the others it's just i can tell you for a fact that some are a little harder to deal with than others and that's just from medical studies and everything else so you don't know you don't know and all of you out there wall fans i just want you to keep that in mind as you go through your everyday life there could be someone that is struggling with this so think twice before you make fun of someone now of course we've all got friends you know i have i suffer from uh, obsessive anxiety disorder i have friends like i'll call i'll call them up and be like hey asshole you know but so i get that but before you go to flip off that guy in the car you know before you you make fun of that kid because he's leaning against a wall and not talking to a bunch of people keep those things in mind keep those things in mind and i do want to give you one stat from the university of washington of the people who die from suicide, from taking their own lives, more than 90%, 90% of the people who have passed away from taking their own lives have a diagnosable mental disorder. Now, not everyone can be saved. Not everyone can be saved. But many, many, many can. So please keep that in mind, wall fans. I implore all of you, lift each other up. Be good to each other. Because that's all we can do in this world. That's all we can do. So, that takes us about to our end. Facebook Live, people, if you're hanging around for a minute, we'll stay on for a couple minutes. I gotta go eat some dinner. But we'll stay on for a couple minutes. Uh, those of you listening at home, <laughs> listening at home, listening to the podcast, as always, thank you for joining us. I greatly appreciate all of you joining us. I, I love the feedback. As much as it's as, as much as it's exhausting, uh, being at home with my daughter and everything else, and then having to come into the studio and do show prep and everything else, I absolutely do love it. Talking to a wall, uh, hopefully talking to many of you on a weekly basis, hope, you know that are listening, uh, especially our friend in Kenya who is listening, which could be many people. There's just one subscriber. Maybe they're all listening. I, you know, I don't know, uh, but we do officially have a subscriber in Kenya, so we'll, let's extend that reach even more. Um, but as I said, I, I do appreciate all of you listening. Uh, remember you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Also on Twitter at tell the wall pod, my personal Twitter, which I'll be honest, does tend to see a little more action outside of number one wall fan Darshan, uh, who engages with tell the wall pod quite a bit. Uh, and that would be at magic Muppet. So follow me there. Website will hopefully be up soon, uh, and we uh, I'm currently working on populating content uh, to the YouTube page, so keep an eye out for that. You just search Go Tell It to the Wall. Don't forget to check out Give Me Motion. For God's sake, check out Give Me Motion. Buy the album. Check out the video. See how much shame I have, which would be zero. Shame level is zero, you know, because skin-tight morph suit. And I'm not in the best shape. <laughs> like, like... 25-year-old Sean, I might have been like, yeah, let's do this. I mean, lady's going to love it. No, 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 no. Sean at this age, not, not so great in the skin-tight morph suit. Um, so, as always, I'm the one and only Sean O'Rourke. This has been episode 21. Uh, thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Google, 
iTunes, all the good stuff, all your favorite uh, podcast apps. And as always, remember, Wall fans, no matter what you do, no matter who you meet, no matter what you say, always, 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 always use common sense.